When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Go shorty, shorty, go shorty, shorty, go, go shorty, shorty, go shorty, shorty, go. A lot of bread, no sesame seeds. If I'm in your city, I'm signing them tango bindies. I'm plotting on how I can take Cassie away from Diddy. The first one on my knock, yeah, they weather than the rain. I should burst me in.
I couldn't have said it better myself. 
Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. Folks, I took Wednesday off. Um, I, I, I mentioned this a couple times last week, but I know everybody doesn't listen to every one of the million hours I put out, um, is, is that Wednesdays will be off. Uh, and I... <laughs> I say that full well knowing that there were so many times today I wanted to release a podcast so bad. I was like, what do I do with all this time? And then it turns out Kanye West happened and Kim Kardashian happened doing one of the most bizarre, one of the, one of the most bizarre Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres interviews I've ever seen in my life. And that says a lot. Someday scientists will study the relationship between Ellen DeGeneres and the Kardashians because that is just not natural. I don't, you know, and once again, good old Ryan is right once again in, in that Kim just why are you opening your mouth at all? It's so it's so frustrating. I don't know. I'm still like honestly. It says a lot when I don't even know how to approach something. I'm like, I'm so confused. And I hate conspiracy theories. I truly do. But I'm even like, wow, this is super weird. It's coming this close to the premiere of the Kardashians on Hulu. And I'm like, who? What? No, no normal person in their right mind would ever, you know, put their own play around with a public's perception of you, whether everybody's like Kanye's in on it, Kim's in on it. I'm like, no, they're all just, they're all bad people. I think that's, I think deep down, that's what it is. I mean, we had Pete, Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson, you guys, he branded, he branded himself. You know, you know, tattoos. Sure. Right. Fun. Huh? I almost got a Sheena Shea. It's all happening. Tattoo. Uh, and the exact, Sorry, the exact place that Sheena got it years ago. I still sometimes think about that. Uh, I thought it would have been hysterical. A lot of people have told me since then that it wouldn't have been hysterical and it would be really horrible if I did that. Still to this day, I sometimes think about it. Regardless, we're, we're now moving on to branding. And 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 as Kim explains in the Ellen video, it, she's like, well, he wanted it special. And since he has so many tattoos and and folks, don't worry, because you might be saying at home, why didn't he try to just tattoo himself first for Kim? He did. This is the third symbol of love on this man's body. I truly think we are in the end days. I would say goodbye to your family members, your friends. Uh, start spending all of your credit card money. Just uh, smoke them if you got them, basically. That is where we are at right now. <laughs> Also, truly sad that this, uh, like I said, we love this stuff, and I'm I'm proud of it to a degree. But even I, I'm just like I need a break. I need a break from everybody. Kanye, at the end of today, uh, he got banned from Instagram for 24 hours for uh, threatening Kim, uh, threatening Trevor Noah from The Daily Show, threatening DL Hughley. DL Hughley, my God, what was I mean? Like was 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 the cast of Saved by the Bell not around for you to like harass? Who are you? Like wild. Anyways, 24 hours, and and I believe he definitely deserves that ban. But why not go a step further, Instagram? Why not ban all of the Kardashians? Yeah, even uh, even Mason. Let's get them all off. Like, I feel like, wouldn't it be amazing? Like, take away their all of their social media and then see, like, and and then do your business. Like, try to do your business now. Like, just, it would be like Superman losing his flying ability. Like, just take it away from them. I'm sick of all of them. And this show hasn't even aired yet. Uh, Kanye's album's out, I guess, but nobody can. Like, it's one of the most bizarre times in pop culture history. But 
I am not going to talk about all of that today. I've, I've talked about it already, but I am going to break down the entire Ellen interview, plus the Kardashian Hulu trailer, plus a recap of Real Housewives of Orange County on our Friday episode. The reason I, I figured I would do that, I would just do a supersized episode because the interview I do today with the amazing Sarah Galley, it's like, it's long. So I know we like the long ones, but I'm going to save a long, long one for Tuesday, uh, sorry, for Friday, if that makes sense. And uh, it'll have everything in it. And that way I can do a couple entertainment news stories up top. And then we have a really great discussion about Bravo, about women on TV, men on TV. Uh, I think there's definitely, you know, it's very interesting to see the way men and women are, are treated differently, not just in real life, but on Bravo. If you watched Real Housewives of New Jersey this week, you'll definitely see the differences in how women and men like Frank Catania is like, yo, the women, they do drama. The men, we do fun. And I'm just like, you guys bring the drama to the women because you always cheat on them. But sure, why not just brand women um, drama? I don't mean brand as in Pete Davidson, Brandon Kim on his chest. I mean brand as in your personal brand, which I guess now Pete's personal brand is branding. It's all very confusing. Um, I... (laughs) I, I truly am baffled. Also, I don't want to break down that entire interview because I'm still processing. I know some of you guys roll your eyes so hard about Kardashians or when we talk about or Kanye and when we talk about them. But like, I've got to figure this out. I mean, this is my Da Vinci code, folks. This is uh, this 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 means something. I feel like I need to watch a pot like Christopher Nolan needs to make a movie about this someday. This is. There's layers to this. I figure like the Illuminati is going to pop up at some point. How are you guys doing? Speaking of the Illuminati, did you have a did you have a good day? Um, I hope you had a good day. This week is flying by. I know I'm saying nothing new, but it, it it was very slow in the beginning of the week, and then when you hit Wednesday, it usually starts going really fast, and you're like, slow down. Um, if you hear little doggy snores, it's because I have my dog Brooklyn again. She is. Uh, one of the loves of my life. I'm, um, uh, of course, the other one being Batman. Um, if you haven't seen it, the Batman. By the way, if you haven't seen it, it's okay. It uh, HBO Max announced today it will be out on HBO Max on April nineteenth. So only, I mean, this thing they are just trying to get everybody to see it within like a three month period of time, which is awesome. Um, so if you hear little doggy snores, that's Brooklyn. She's being a perfect angel. Underneath the uh, the coffee table I'm recording on, the uh, drop-off with my ex was great. Uh, I had to explain to her that uh, um, that Pete branded himself, so she was, of course, very proud to be dropping off our dog to me, knowing I had such big work ahead of me today. <laughs> um, let's see, a couple things off top. If you like this show, if you consider um, keep keep listening, uh, give us a five-star review on Apple podcasts. You can also do it on Spotify. If you do it on Spotify, you can also do it on Apple podcasts. There are no laws yet saying that you can't, uh, leave reviews on both. And, uh, it really does help things. So please consider doing that. Uh, also the Wednesday helps because I'm able to release Patreon episodes. I released two episodes last week, uh, a shooting the shit with me and Beditza Lopez and, uh, Also, I released a Gallery Girls recap, episode one. I'll be doing a recap episode two with a guest. Um, 
<laughs> oh, also, this is uh, for any Laura Marie Shainall's fans. She will be on next week. We were texting about um, something that me and Sarah talk a little bit about, and I'll be talking about a lot. But uh, I, uh, of course, the breakup of Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney, the Bubba's are bubonic. The Bubba's are gone. And the, I, I'm, I'm a day after the news now. And I kind of knew this was, I had been given some tip offs that this had happened uh, a little bit ago or last week. And I, uh, I didn't say anything cause I'm a good person, but I got to tell you, it hit me in a weird way. And I, I don't want to be a puss and talk about my divorce or, or anything like that, but it did hit me because it reminded me of that, that period of time when you make this announcement and God, thank God we didn't, we weren't popular or famous or anything like that. Cause I can't imagine having to read stupid comments made by me and every other Bravo Instagram or a person, or it just, it's gotta be awful. But I just kind of put me back in that place of like, man, they must be running on empty right now because I just remember I couldn't, I couldn't sleep during that period of time. I was just on running on pure adrenaline. It, it was wild. So seeing that, but I gotta, I gotta say the, the thing that I'm the most thankful for is that uh, is that their lizard dog isn't around to see this because it hurts the kids the most. If you remember dog, uh, it was two seasons ago, 2019 to 2019, uh, Schwartz had gotten a, a lizard and then, uh, killed him in the first year of his life. Uh, they showed clips of him watching Schwartz DJ in his bedroom. And then Schwartz looks and goes, dog, you okay, dog? And then there was an action. This is, I felt it was like the jump the shark moment on TV shows. They call it because of, uh, in happy days, Fonzie literally jumps a shark. There was a TV show you guys called happy days back in the day. And there was a character named Fonzie played by Henry Winkler, who you might now know in the, uh, amazing show, Barry, which season three is coming out soon on HBO max. Um, there was an episode where Fonzie jumped a, uh, a surfboard over a shark. And that's why they always called it jump the shark. Cause it was when happy days started getting lame. And so I thought, you know, Vanderpump rules had a jump the dog moment. Cause all of a sudden I'm like, wait a sec, this is the fucking show where Jax was cheating on everybody. And now we're doing a, a lizard funeral. Like how the mighty have fallen. My God. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to be talking a lot about more, a lot about this in in the upcoming weeks, I'm sure, and especially once they announce the tenth season pickup of Vanderpump Rules. But I'll have Laura on more to talk about it uh, next week. Uh, but me and Sarah talk about it uh, a lot on today's episode as well, because I really do think about like how it affects the other cast members. And you know, I posted today on Instagram. I said, you know, this is what we're looking at now for season 10. And I'm waiting for Evolution, the production company behind Vanderpump Rules to make an immediate announcement because we need this. We need everybody to agree. Now, my question was, does Katie and Tom agree to put what could be the toughest moments of their life so far? I mean, Katie did fall through a sunroof at one point, but that wasn't during the show. Do they put this on TV for, for our enjoyment and for their paychecks, do they do that? Or do they say, yo, it's, this is too much. This is a bridge too far. Now I think we will end up seeing this, but I wonder to what degree, I wonder if they'll pull their punches, the show, 
But you can't argue anymore that we do not have an amazing 10th season ahead of us. Everybody rips on Vanderpump Rules, but I'm telling you, folks, this could be a real lightning in a bottle situation. You have Ariana uh, Ariana and Katie maybe uh, opening their sandwich shop. You have Schwartz and Sandy's. You have a single Tom Schwartz. You have a single Katie Maloney, which... I've always said I would be fascinated if Katie Maloney dated someone, just to see what that is all like. You have Lala Kent dating again. You have Lala Kent against Randall. You have, I mean, like, that's fascinating in its own way. Um, what else do we got? We got Sheena and Brock. We'll see more of that. They Brock was uh, very uh, put under a microscope, uh, rightly so, this past season. We'll see more of that, of course. Um, what else do we have? I mean, Tom Sandoval's band, that's going to be good for some for some stuff. And by the way, thank you for all the people that went out to the New York show. A lot of you guys sent me messages. That's crazy. Um, Carl, Luke and Lindsay were there, which was hysterical. I was sent a lot of pictures, uh, from them. I was like, Oh my God. They, I, I just, that, that's, that was great. Um, also, are you guys not thinking the, the, the pressure that Kyle Cook and Amanda Batula from Summer House are under right now? They must be loot. They must be like, holy shit, the pressure's on us now. Because we used to say Tom and Katie were the bad couple. And now this season, everybody keeps saying they're the bad couple, even though I genuinely really like those guys both. It's just they're having a tough fucking season. So I imagine it's like watching like other comrades go off into war and like lose their lives or something. No, it's not. That's one of the stupidest examples I've ever said in my life. I'm so that. No, it's not like that, but it's like. It's like watching, it's like the ghost of Christmas future, you know, where it's like, Kyle's like, that could be us one day. That could be us one day. Like it's, it's gotta be scary. I think because only a few people, it's rarefied air will actually experience what it's like to go through a breakup on TV and on social media. I mean, it's Tom and Katie. And then of course, Kanye and Kim, (laughs) um, I don't know. I, I have a little bit more perspective on it, and and uh, hopefully both of those guys are going to be okay. Uh, Tom Schwartz was spotted out today by Schwartz and Sandys, which is in a little strip mall in Franklin Village, um, where the location is going to be. And they uh, he was shot by paparazzi with his wedding ring on. Now, two ways to think about that. Tom's already remarried, and that's why he was wearing the ring. Or he's sending a signal to Katie that he is still in love with her. Because if you read Tom Schwartz's uh, breakup Instagram, it, uh, it, it says that this was Katie's decision and he totally honors that and respects that. Now, Sarah, in this interview, Sarah Galley, we start with this and, and we talk about how, you know, he, his message was really good. And I thought that was such an interesting thing because we all almost sympath, I, I saw so many people say, what a great message Tom wrote. And everybody was like, oh, poor Katie. But it was like, once again, you know, I think we have a tendency in life, in this world to, um, what's the, it, it, to celebrate men feeling anything when we know damn well that Katie, if she truly is the one that made the decision, made this on information that we all saw, that he might not have been the partner for her, that he might not have been there in her corner for the right. I mean, God, think about it. Their idea of romance, remember when he, they went to Cabo or something and they just had a bed full of candy, which a lot of you are like, that's pretty good. But it was, you know what I'm saying? You know, they said their idea of a fun night was watching Polly Shore movies and not having sex. Like, that sounds like, if I had a sibling, I do actually have a sibling. That's wild. Um, so I don't know. I would just also 
try to reframe your, you know, thing. And I know I have a mostly female audience, so you guys are probably saying to me, you idiot, we already know this shit. But I do notice a lot of women will tend to be harsher on women. Um, and I would just say maybe in this situation, reframe things, try to wait till you get a little bit more information and that, that, you know, you can still like both of these people or feel bad for both of these people. Obviously when you're getting older and you've been married to somebody, they've been together in each other's lives for 12 years. There's no winners. You know, it's not like, Oh, I support this person. You know, it's like you realize, I don't know. I think about this so much is just like, you know, we make mistakes in our lives and stuff. And, you know, it's so bizarre that the thing that I think we're put on this earth to do, uh, to love, you know, to make connections and relationships with people, it can also be the thing that hurts you the most that I, I mean, it just hurts so much. And we do this to ourselves over and over again, because when it does work, it's so amazing. And also there's sometimes timestamps not only on the show, but on relationships. Sometimes a relationship can be so great for such a period of time, and then uh, it has an expiration date. And uh, that uh, that's something I still work through in my head on a, uh, a daily basis. I think we all do, right? Like, don't you guys wonder about our relationships, you know, and keeping relationships alive or letting relationships go? That's why I find these reality shows sometimes fascinating, because they actually deal with um, – these are things that we've actually dealt with. It's just that they're, you know, some of your favorite people on your reality shows, but we've all been through this. We've all been through heartache. We might not have all been through divorce, but we've been through breakups. Unless you're one of the lucky few that's like, nah, I'm good on my own. I, uh, I've never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so we'll talk more about that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we'll be reading the specific <clears throat> Instagram post from both next week with Miss Lara Marie Shanholz from Sexy Unique Podcast. And uh, But I wanted to say that up top, even though you'll hear us talk about it a little then. it, it uh, And also, God, man, you, I, I just wonder if Jax you know, how much Jax is, um, making this about himself. <laughs> if Brittany's like, yeah, what wrong? Yeah. You look sad tonight, Jax. And he's like, I just, uh, my heart goes out to Schwartz and, uh, what's her name? Katie. Yeah. Katie, my heart goes out to them. And, uh, I miss Randall. I miss Randall as well. And turns out we're the only, only real couple that's lasted who would have thunk it? Truly wonder. I mean, sometimes I'm like, you know, I keep saying that. Like, sometimes I'm like, could we get Jax back maybe for like three episodes just to do a little catch up? We can all just make fun of him, get some jokes out of the way, and then proceed. I think we're all healthy enough where we could allow to, because, ah, no, it's an idiotic thumb, an idiot. Okay, anyways, folks. Uh, also, big news on, um, <laughs> big news on the um, the surgery front, uh, do you know the Hadids? Do you know um, Yolanda Hadid, who Zayn Malik called a Dutch slut at one point? Uh, I love that story. It is so bizarre. But so Bella, Bella did an interview with uh, with Vogue recently, and she said that she regrets getting her nose job at the age of 14 that she wished she kept the nose of her ancestors. Uh, I don't think it was, you know, I think she meant just, 
I don't think an ancestor actually gave her the nose, but you know, I find this fascinating and it kind of goes with the theory that Yolanda was one of the world's first helicopter moms. Yolanda was so on top of her. And we saw this in real housewives of Beverly Hills. Now I also find it interesting that, um, that you'll, you know, Bella is not is saying, I only got a nose job. I've never gotten filler. And if that is true, I will literally eat my own ass. I will eat my own. Ass. I'm so sorry. I'm so proud of, of Bella for having the courage to finally admit something that we all knew that she got a nose job, but why not just go, why not rip the bandaid fully off? Why not just admit you got filler? Nobody cares. You can't get charged. It's not a, it's not a felony. You can't go to jail. Let's admit it. Let's go all the way. Cause I know what's going to happen in another 10 years. We're going to get another story of talking about this time of when it was so scary for me to come out about my nose. And now I'm coming out about the filler. Like, we already know. It's cool. You're still beautiful. Nobody, I guess everybody thinks it's like an asterisk, like it doesn't count. Like, no, you're still beautiful. It's fine. Like, we all know it happened. Why can't we just, can't we just, can't we just all admit it? Uh, This is fun for Lisa Rinna. This is huge. And I've, (laughs) Delilah Hamlin, the one that I always call not Amelia, um, she was spotted on a dinner date with Ray Nicholson. Now, if you are older, like me, you might not know who Ray Nicholson is. Ray Nicholson, you guys, is Jack Nicholson's son. Oh my God. This is good. I, I'm like, whatever. I don't know who this Ray Nicholson is. He looks like a, a good looking kid, but the thing that could you imagine now, I think Jack is in his mid eighties right now, Jack Nicholson, you guys know what I'm thinking, right? Meet the parents, Jack Nicholson, meeting Lisa Renna, like Jack, Harry, will you make your bolognese? And you know, Jack would be like, she on the fine game. Yeah. I can't do a Jack Nicholson, but you know, just, can you imagine how annoyed Jack Nicholson would be meeting Lisa Renna? Like, Jesus Christ. Is this lady going to quit? Like, I, I, I would, oh my God, I just had this deep fear of Jack Nicholson popping up on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at some point. That would just so, dear God, dear God, I know I'm in the middle of a podcast right now, but I need to ask you a big thing, buddy. Big thing, big guy. I need you to not have Jack Nicholson ever be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I think it would just ruin... Oh, oh my God, did you just hear that cute little dog snore? She just really... But also, Brooklyn, I'm doing a podcast, my God. So, dear God, please do that. Thanks for all the love. Uh, peace. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, I, I saw... I just I was like, holy shit, you guys. I, I It really scared the hell out of me. Uh, let's see, other news... Uh, Sandra Bullock is hitting on the the brakes on her career to focus on family. The actress recently said that after her latest film, The Lost City, which I believe comes out this weekend with Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt, very random, she's going to take a step back in order to spend quality time with her children. Quote, I need to be in the place that makes me the happiest, said Bullock. I take my job very seriously when I'm at work. It's 24-7 and I just want to be 24-7 with my babies and my family. Amazing. It's got to be amazing to work that hard to to have that much money to be able to do that. Amazing. Um, Sadly, Britney Spears is off Instagram, but this is not like Kanye. I believe this was by choice. Um, 
Uh, Us Weekly says uh, Britney Spears deletes Instagram after weeks of sharing candid posts and nearly nude photos. She chose to disable her account. I think that's a misleading headline. Like we all, you know, part of being free is being free to be stupid online when it's not threatening other people like Kanye. And yeah, like, do I love the nearly nude photos? Well, yeah, no, actually. Yeah, I do. No, Uh, no, I, I worry about Britney like anybody else, but. Guess what? I see a lot of you guys, including myself, posting damn stupid things on Instagram. So we all have our moments. Um, But I did think uh, I saw this on uh, Not Skinny Not Fat's Instagram page that she met up with Felicia Fee, her her assistant, like that, that was in all the documentaries that they finally met up after years, I believe, of not seeing each other. And and it was they they posted some pictures. I guess this was before. Britney's Instagram was taken down, but it was so nice. That's so, that was, that made my, my heart happy a little bit. Oh my God. Am I turning into somebody that says my heart happy? What is going on with me lately? I feel like I'm, am I hormonal? What is, what is happening to me? Okay. Anyways. Um, so she is, uh, off Instagram, but what's great about Instagram is that you can actually turn it off, turn it back on. So hopefully we will see her at another point. But also remember, this is to me or to anybody, use social media at your discretion. Remember, it is very, very harmful. This is worse than marijuana, which a lot of people think marijuana is great. But I'm saying if you're worried, if you're a parent and you're worried about drugs or like that, Instagram and social media, these are a drug in itself. So you got to be kind of really watching out for your use of that. I'm literally talking to myself right now. So um, that happened. Oh, also I've meant to mention this in the, the, um, Vanderpump rules section, but DJ James Kennedy went Instagram official with his girlfriend, that girl I was telling you guys about on the show a couple of weeks ago that works at Soho house, uh, in LA. And listen, he, you know, he's like, uh, he said, only the most magical trip I've ever experienced in my entire life. Here's a little slideshow of today's adventure. Share the love, people, and the positivity, because life's too short. And the second pa- the second photo in is a picture of this girl. He definitely likes girls. This girl's very beautiful, but like has a very young, you know what I'm saying? Like a very young face. And I'm not, it's just that Raquel kind of had a similar it is funny. Like we definitely have taste. Like we all have the, like a specific taste for a specific type of boy or girl. Um, I always find that interesting, but there's like kissing photos and listen, this is, you know, he, uh, argued with some people further on and just said, you know, Oh, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Uh, I, you know, I'm glad if he's happy, I was hearing, uh, rumors that he had fallen off the wagon in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. I do not have any confirmation on that. He looks very, uh, very fit. He's always showing off his muscles, but it always reminds me of that scene in American Psycho where Christian Bale's having sex with a woman and just looking at himself in the mirror. That's what DJ James Kennedy reminds me of when he poses shirtless. I have a weird mind. Um, I'm glad he's happy. Would I go this quickly after a relationship to go Instagram official with somebody? I would if I was Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Hey, girl, are you going to brand DJ James Kennedy on your chest? Come on. Get in the game here. I don't know. I hope Raquel's okay, but I got to tell you, if you look at Raquel's Instagram, she looks really happy. And I got, I, I, I think it has to be a great relief. I don't mean this bad toward DJ James Kennedy, but it's going to be a great relief to not be with him anymore. 
So where I'm sure she did love him and is going through her own mourning period, it's got to be also really exciting. And you can tell there's a lightness about her if you just go by Instagram. But she did at, at um, Baby Ocean's first birthday. They had it a couple days ago. <laughs> and Raquel posted with Kristen Doty. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like wondering if that's why he posted that girl all of a sudden. Like, DJ James Kennedy is very out of the loop when it comes to any of these events. And he's got his own thing. Believe me, that guy works hard at DJing, and I'm not joking. Like, that takes a lot of work to keep going year after year doing that and building a fan base. And he's really doing that, so I give credit to that. But I'm sure we've all seen DJ James Kennedy and how he handles jealousy. Uh, we've seen it in the past with Dodie. We've seen it with Raquel. So I can't imagine them together. And just I'm hoping that girl he's with now is... Uh, is is okay is 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 the right antidote for what ails dj james kennedy uh but wow 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 as owen wilson would say uh you guys it's been very great talking to you i missed you today and i will talk to you again on friday with a gigantic episode covering oc covering kardashian on ellen covering the trailer of kardashians and whatever mess kanye does tomorrow but i gotta tell you kim if you're listening not that thrilled with you or pete either <sighs> anyways um who i am thrilled with is sarah galley now if you don't know sarah what is wrong with you she has a great podcast called andy's girls which i talk about in the intro i was just on her podcast on episode 295 that came out this Sunday, and we had such a great conversation. This is kind of part two of that conversation, but it covers this week's Real Housewives of New Jersey, which was wild. Louie and that scroll. Wait, ladies, let me ask you a question. And guys, too, if a lady or a guy got you a gigantic scroll with 20 things that they loved about you, and I'm talking not in sixth grade, like now, you know, in your 30s or 20s or 40s or 50s, um, would that be cool? I mean, like, uh, like, Think about it, get back to me. But it was wild, Jersey. Um, uh, and we also talk about the Salt Lake finale, the Salt Lake reunion, which was, uh, and of course, we talk about Tom and Katie and Vanderpump. But also, we talk about Sarah's live show, which is next Saturday. Uh, not this Saturday, next Saturday at Club Cummings. I'm going to put all the information in the show description, and I will be putting it on my Instagram um, tomorrow as well. So go check it out. Go get tickets. Uh, it's always she's such it's, she's a fun time she really really is and i wish i would lived in new york so i could be there but hopefully we will be doing some live shows with this podcast and hopefully you guys will turn up and we can have a blast and have fun and and, and say howdy to each other as well um oh also i went i said i think i said the, i went viral on um twitter and on instagram this this week and i gotta tell you just so everybody knows <clears throat> It doesn't change. In, it doesn't make me a happier person. It doesn't make me a sadder person. It doesn't do anything. So, I mean, it, get, it gets you more people that look at your account and stuff, and that's good because hopefully people will come look at the podcast or listen to the podcast. But remember, it doesn't mean anything. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. You're doing great. None of this stuff really matters. And just remember that. It's all just to have some jokes, try to put some – put some positivity or good stuff out in the air or just like a cheap laugh. All of that stuff works. But just remember, don't compare yourself to anybody else. You are fucking amazing the way you are. Uh, and without further ado, the one and only Sarah Galley. 
Hey guys, welcome back to So Bad It's Good. Today is a continuation. I'm going to have you go back and listen to an episode that is not this podcast, but a podcast that you all know, you all love. And we just had the best conversation on Friday and it was uh, released on her podcast on Sunday. And I want to continue because we have a new episode of Jersey that just came out last night. We got Vanderpump Rules stuff to talk about. We also have her second live show happening next Saturday with the genius Evan Ross Katz, which we're going to get into. Uh, You know her as the host of the popular show, Andy's Girls. Here she is, Sarah Galley. And by the way, I didn't mean popular, like (laughs) the the amazingly popular show. Like I I know. (laughs) It's already started. It's already begun. 0.08. 0.08. That's gotta be a record for slowest. For slowest response. By the way, when we when we record when we recorded last time, right before we recorded you guys, she goes, uh, I assume you'll be putting your headphones on at this point. Cause I didn't have my headphones on yet. And she was like, I assume you know what you're doing. I assume you're gonna put we those on. We can be right? listen, podcaster to podcaster, we can be a little <laughs> sassier with each other than I would be with like Roxanne Gay. Yeah. Oh, did you just hear that little? Oh, okay. sorry. I just I I hit record just so we could have it both. Something in case terrible happens. Your thing <laughs> screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's never happened in the history never. of podcasting. Sarah, how are you today? This is Wednesday, I believe. Right. This is it Wednesday. Is like- the last We're halfway week and a half has through been the week. Has it not? The last week and a half has been Thursday. Am, am I the only one? Thursday and Tuesday? <sighs> I, I mean, it all feels like Groundhog's Day nice. for me since two years ago at this I point. I mean, a you know? shit show. I'm okay. I'm like a little, any kind of, anything with live show stuff, I get a little skittish. So I literally today walked nine and a half miles as I did yesterday as well. Just answering email and <laughs> wondering... What's oh, happening? I thought you were like I thought you were like training. No. I thought you were training like Rocky for no. a live show. You're like I walked nine and a, I got to be ready. I was uh, drinking nope. protein, nope. Uh, just nope. raw eggs Entirely and chasing for chickens. Mental health. I just slowly. It takes me. I'm not one of those like speed. Even in New York, there is a level in New York City of walking that separates, you know, the residents from potentially the tourist industry. But I was just like, my favorite thing to do in life, my mobile office, is to literally work while I'm walking and try not to get hit by a car. Um, and so that's just, I've just been taking some strolls, doing some emailing, getting all my ducks in a row this, for this live show. This sounds, this sounds, wait, Sarah, do you, are you telling us you have a live show? Is this what I'm hearing? You know, is this, is this true? planning my live show, which will be next Saturday at Club Cunning, co-hosted <laughs> by Evan Ross Katz and maybe some surprise guests. What is this Club Cummings um, I'm hearing about? What is this? Alan is this a club? Cummings Comedy Club, a downtown yes. New York City. Yes. $5 by buying tickets in advance at andysgirls.eventbrite.com. <laughs> I was just going about my day thinking about things maybe related to that live show tickets on sale now or maybe just related to life, etc. What not, you know. I'm just going for a stroll. And this is going to be the three the three hundredth episode you'll be celebrating with Evan Ross Katz at Club Coming. And you guys, I'll put all the information on uh, the show description. And, and also when this airs tomorrow, you'll see it in my Instagram stories as well with a, a link. So if you are in New York or if you're planning mm. on traveling to New York or if you just want to yes. go to New York and you need a reason oh. why, I w- let's get this out of the way now. Just to get the ticket, get it in advance. It saves you five bucks. And then we can get that out of the way and we can go to the good <laughs> stuff. I will be reminding you throughout to about the live show. And we'll, we'll talk about it more, but... 
I do need to get Sarah's. I mean, th- this is sad though. You have a live show when something so tragic happened in our universe, and I just don't. The fact that you're pressing on with this is just wild. Is that I do need. You know, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney uh, announced uh, separation, possible divorce yesterday after 12 years of us, uh, 12 potential miserable years of t- together. They, no, no, just from what we saw, I, I don't think I, it really truly journey. was. Diff- but what relationship is in it? Yeah. No, very true, and and I we're seeing a lot of these stuff on reality shows. If you're watching OC, Emily Simpson's going. Emily Simpson's always like, "Keep going, keep get past that hump." Me, I hated Shane's guts two years ago, and we kept going, and now it's, you know, I don't know. And the thing that I like, I don't know if your reaction was like mine in a sense that I was kind of bummed, even though we've made fun of them for so long because it's it just genuinely is sad. And I think there was part of me that was like, oh, they'll never get divorced because they'll just be miserable with each other for the rest of their lives. And part of me really believed that. But then when it actually happens, there was like this immense sadness for me. What, what, how did well, you feel about it? it was one of those it? interesting things because it was first sort of announced or leaked or whatever in the sun. I think many of us, myself included, were like, I don't know, because there have been rumors about them splitting before and also with questions arising relating to the future of Vanderpump Rules and what direction they might go in. I think there were some people who were like, I don't know how much of this is, you know, solid stuff versus maybe they're just going through a hump or whatever else. And then when I saw their confirmation post, I was really sad. And I think a lot of people were especially touched by Tom's post, which did feel very organic and I thought like really touching in his focus on like, I want Katie to be happy. But, you know, there was language around Katie's decision, quote unquote, which I thought for a second was an interesting choice because he has been photographed before and after the announcement still wearing his ring. But then I also thought, wait, 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 do, are we sure he hasn't gotten immediately remarried to somebody new? I'm not sure about that. That could Kristen be where Doty. the, that could Kristen be where the ring is. I'm just, God, no, been? don't even, do not Vegas even will, do not even will Maybe that you, into, you know, Jax is like you. trying to do whatever. Kristen, Kristen's like, I, Kristen's like, I've got, I found my way back 100%. on the show. <laughs> um, but you know, like, there was that moment seeing the way that he used that language where I was like, oh, like that's, that's tough when, you know, and I didn't think it was in any way like manipulative or anything, just like the, just the knowledge that like this didn't necessarily start with you. It started with the spouse, but then I started thinking and I was like, honestly, good for her because you don't. You don't have to stay in toxic relationships or relationships that aren't working for you, your partner, or you both. Like, you can end these things before you stay together another 12 years. Like, it doesn't take away from the joy and happiness they experience, but also maybe it wasn't a good fit. Maybe they had 12 years together, many of which we saw, and, you know, they're going to start a new journey. I'm so happy you said this because we did talk uh, on on Andy's Girls this past weekend and we had this conversation. We were talking about the Jersey men, but also they were like men in general. And this really, for me, I was not happy that this happened, but I was happy that you were coming on to talk about it because it continues on that conversation where your initial thought was like, wow, 
Tom's prose was a little better. It was a little more organic. And it kind of goes into that thing of where we credit men. Like I get credited so easily sometimes. And I I hate to say that because I I, I don't, I want to leave room that I'm actually good and talented, but you know, um, I'll I'll leave some space. I'm not, no, no, no. She's actually thumbs down on that. Wow. That that. was crazy. I don't want to hear from your fucking people. I just, I have thoughts on this. I have thoughts on this, but I'm not agreeing with you. No, but like, but I, I thought it was so interesting. That was your first thought about the organic thing because, but also what we know about Schwartz is that we have always said Schwartz is funnier. Schwartz is, you know, yeah. Schwartz is like, you know, he's, he's funny. He's like, he's like, oh, he's such a little, little doofus and like, oh my gosh. But at the same time, if you then look from Katie's perspective, like, you know, so we're sp- like, Katie's not as, um, you know, Katie's not as emotional. Katie is not somebody that gets you, uh, pulls at your heartstrings ever, you know, like Tom has always been that kind of like, ah, shucks guy. And he's benefited from that in some ways. And I'm not saying he's not in pain because obviously he is, but I was really, the more I thought about it, I was really proud of Katie for making such an insanely tough decision. And I would imagine that her friends helped her come to that conclusion, loving both of them, because I, I know they all love Tom too. So I just thought this was interesting compared, like we were talking about the Jersey guys and how all those guys, which happened again this week, you know, these guys have all cheated on their spouses, allegedly, yet we're sitting there going like, how dare you, Jennifer Aiden? How dare you? you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Jersey thing with like the guy talk is kind of interesting in the sense of like the ladies have the drama. We're just here for fun. But we are also absolutely that was the line. drama. But we don't call it drama. We call it a good time because we're men. And I think in the Bravo community, there is a sense of like thankfulness that a lot of uh, women specific um, viewers and members of the community feel for male content creators that is not felt for women. If you look at the ways that women content creators are treated versus men, there is a huge divide. It's We want to hear specific voices and we're appreciative of specific voices and there are others that we find immediately suspect. And um, and it, it is kind of interesting when you look at things such as a separation where it's like Tom, there's a sweetness to Tom that I think a lot of people connect with. And I don't know how much of that is like a gendered lens, but I but also like there's a cost to the sweetness and the cost was usually paid by his wife. So I think there is a little bit yeah, of like, establishing I mean, like she- of, of how we feel about Katie that's maybe taking place. Exactly. And, and, and by the way, it's, it's got to be a lot of pressure for her to even kind of, you know, and I hopefully she's not thinking about that at all of, of living up to quote unquote, our expectations of like rise like a Phoenix, Phoenix from the ashes, Katie, when it's like some people don't, you know, like some people are just going to be who they are and you've got to let them find that themselves and like don't let I mean, this has got to be such insane pressure. I mean, we were talking about my divorce last on your show, too. And, and I was saying, man, I was thinking like that is so hard that like all of us goofballs know about this all of us go- you know like we've all watched them we all have an opinion we're all talking about it putting instagram posts like with mine like i mean st- i don't think people some people still probably don't know i'm divorced that we knew personally you know it's been three years but like, you know what's interesting is like we never did that big instagram post we never did like hey are you gonna release this when the time i release this and we just never did that and thank god because it would have made it so much even harder to have to hear everybody. Like even on my post yesterday, people were posting, thank God he got away from her or thank God she got away from him. And if I had read that on top of what I had been through, man, I, 
I'm sure their skins are pretty thick by now doing this show for so long, but this is this is hard because we've told them from like the first season that they wouldn't work out, you know? Yeah, I mean, there were so many moments like ring on a string, like who can forget it where it was just like, this is not a great indicator, but there are also people who stick with their partners who, who believe in them to the extent that they feel like we're going to get through this. You just need to grow up and maybe we'll grow together as well. And I just think, you know, and again, like things that he said, it's not to take away from it was sort of like he was trying to confirm that, like, we did also have wonderful moments like you may not have seen them, but they did exist. It just so happens that we're not able to con- continue this together. And I just have to wonder, like, it's a twofold for me. Number one, her support circle has been Stasi, Kristen. I guess Jack's like the people that she would potentially look to for support. And I'm sure she is have been fired from the show. So I don't know how the show handles this next year organically because her close <laughs> friends, the people yes, who yes, genuinely exactly, care exactly. about this couple are yeah. not allowed on set. The producer's like, Ar- Ariana, Ariana, could you put your arm around Katie in this scene? We just, we really like DJ James Kennedy. Would you ask her how she's doing? Like yeah. it is hard because we already saw a little bit of that in this mm. past season with Katie's best friends, not there. I mean, Brittany, yeah, I would include course, in that as well. You know, Lala's mm. there. So we'll see, but we know from, you know, quote unquote, the Instagram lifestyle that they portray that they still hang yeah. out all the time. Stassi immediately mm-hmm. posted a photo before the announcement that they were out at the polo lounge having some drinks being you know so you can tell she has these people circling around her but can the show and how would the show present that narrative so that we understand but also treat them fairly and i was going to ask you do you think they could get away with there's so much going on that they they don't deal with it they i mean like we see them going like we all like Thing is, like, we all know. Like, I was watching The Batman. The Batman, the new movie, doesn't... Like, we all we already all are aware... We're all aware that Batman's mm-hmm. parents die, right? We've seen it 30 billion times in our lives. So this movie, you don't see his parents die. We go in with them going, hey, they the audience already knows this happened. We don't need to show it again. So we, you know, like, he talks about it, like, but what if, like, we all know this information, could they possibly get away with just going on and showing their lives as of now or possibly dating without fully dealing it or, you know, like, totally. do you know what I'm saying? Like, could we possibly um, get away with that? I would say probably not because I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, it, know how, I don't know how, oh. I don't know how stable VPR is right now. I don't think they figured out quite how to handle the departure of the, essentially the core of their friend group. And now they're trying to figure out, wow, our entire show was built around a specific set of people and now we no longer have half of them. So how do we reestablish ourselves? And the, you know, continuity, I would say, is probably like Tom and Ariana, the Toms together and Katie and Tom. So it's like, okay, these people are splitting up, but their livelihood is based on showing their their lives and also showing the difficult aspects of their relationship as a couple. So like, I don't know how you navigate that as a part of next season, but I also think next season's probably a little bit in flux, but I have to ask you, so you just interviewed Tom Sandoval at his house recently. Did you talk to him at all about Tom and Katie? Like, did you get any sense from him? Any like wink and a nod that there will be some changes to lifestyle happening in the near future? So we, we talked off uh, Mike a bunch that, you know, like, and, and I, just to be honest with you, 
we didn't like, no, we talked that they were very much together. We talked, and, but, but also, you know, he was very honest, uh, in, in certain problems he had had with Katie up to that point and, you know, how he feels like, yeah, like how he feels like he gets, and we, and you know, like he, he was very open and honest. And even in the interview, he's open and honest with it without saying her name, but he was also, uh, you know, there was never, and, and by the way, he did say some things about other, like some dirt that I was like, oh, I can't. I know something that I'm not supposed to to share. It was not about that. It was not about that at all. So my thing is, I think they might have potentially had a rocky relationship for the past couple of years, even stuff we wow. saw. I think they also might have broken up here and there throughout. Like this is Tom all just, Katie? you know, uh, Tommy, like had Katie, like a yeah, trial I think they sep- might've been a on trial, but like a low key, ca- like a, gym, not a trial like separation, but I, I just think style separation. Li- I li- listen, I, th- I think when when even I was going through my stuff, we would like how it work. Would there be a big explosion? We'd then have to take some time, and then we'd come back and go, no, no, we can do this, we can do this. And um, I, I think potentially, potentially, that might have been the situation they had dealt with at times too, you know. And and also, you know, the the behavior that we found so not charming but fun to watch on the show was Schwartz getting so fucking hammered that he would go off and maybe cheat on somebody. You know what? Like he'd be like, I think I might have, I don't know. Like, but yeah. like, but remember, like that was the kind of like he, it was almost. Um, I kind of found this behavior very interesting of somebody that gets so wasted so they can do these, so they can almost free themselves. Like if I'm so, it's almost like Kyle Cook from Summer House. It's almost, I'll get so wasted so I can do this behavior and it can't be blamed on real me. I can blame it on drunk me. And I would imagine, and by the way, this is all postulation and not, I would just imagine that would get really frustrating for Katie to deal with of like, yo bro, like I can handle my alcohol or I can hand like and and you can't and you have no desire to to stop. And I'm not saying he's out of control, but we've seen him at times when he has just gone mm-hmm. too hard. You no, know, I think all of those are really good points. And I also have to wonder. You know, there's this like retort response. You, you know, framing device for fights amidst housewives couples that a lot of people experience. I, my assumption, never having been married, but like the idea that you lob in, you use as a weapon, you weaponize your relationship in the sense of saying, you know, I want a divorce, like the Tamara and Simon of it all, but it happening on day to day, like where if you're in a fight and you're really pissed at this person, you're going to throw in the divorce word as a sign of whatever. And I just wonder, is that something that's like actually possible to avoid? I think we've seen that on on OC, like from your perspective and and you know what you went through with your relationship is it possible to avoid that does that like actually genuinely kind of tap on the glass of a relationship at a certain point oh to threaten divorce to to threaten divorce avoid doing that how do you teach each other how to fight without getting to that point where you open the door that you know see and, and sarah that was one of the always the biggest things was that it would i i it would be un, it would be unfortunate to to be in a fight with a partner or something and then have that thrown out of like well um you know we don't you belong with somebody else you don't belong with me and i'm I, you know i'll be like we're married what are you ta-? like it, it it was really scary like it, it really it it i it it uh, i hate to use the word trigger but it really did like it, it i would get i would with i would get real and by the way this is there's I have actually a very good, solid yeah. relationship with my ex, and and she has kind of really done amazing and still takes amazing care of our dog. But 
I would get very triggered um, and I would get yeah. scared. I would just, I would, I was always looking over my shoulder, even if she did, because what we found out in therapy too, was that half the time it was like, oh, I was just saying that. I like, I, that was just my thing to fight. And I was like, well, I was taking it a hundred percent serious. Like ever, like, and it never, it never, I never got used to it. I was always, so even now I find myself in relationships where all something small will happen. And I'll be like, are you mad? Are you mad? I, did I do something? Am I I'm like, and I immediately apologize 30 times because I'm so conditioned, like even with friends, even with, you know, I remember I was staying at my buddy's house when all this happened and I, I was in his shower and he, uh, he came in and, and I heard him yelling and I thought he was saying something to me and, and, uh, I ran out of the shower and he was like, dude, I was just saying <laughs> yeah. hello. Like you, there is no need for you to get out of a shower. Like I was so kind of conditioned to be aware or to be, which is a little bit what I wanted to talk to you a little bit later too about the Louis Teresa relationship as well, or these things in relationships that we just get used to. So then when we're out of those relationships, we unfortunately or fortunately carry them over into our next one. And then these poor people that have to deal with you are like, what the hell is going on, man? Like, you know, like it, it, it's that thing that you have to really, really work yeah, through, I think you know, it's like the difference between a warning sign and a sign of structural damage, you know, like if we're going to continue to try to crack at the foundation of this and create a level of instability, to use as a weapon in a fight, I think that's there's a problem there. I think it's very common that people do that. And I don't mean to say, by the way, just in marriages, because it happens in all relationships of like in, in all relationships of all kinds. Like it doesn't actually even have to be romantic. But from the perspective of romantic specific relationships, the idea of like, well, I'm going to break up with you or maybe we should break up. It's it's the best way to shut down a conversation or breakthrough or communication and also you know, by the same measure, I don't know how you necessarily avoid it because I think it's a human instinct to say, I'm really upset at you. I really can't get through to you. So maybe this doesn't work. Like, I don't know how you avoid it. I just think because with Katie and Tom specifically, there seem to be so many rounds of that, like whether or not they use that phrasing that yes. like, I wonder yes. how much damage that does. I think that's what Emily was trying to tap into in the sense of like, Yes, people. Yes, Emily sorry, Simpson Emily from, from Orange, Orange County. County. Like in the yeah. sense that, like, yes, there are people who maybe divorce uh, without putting in the kind of work that she would expect to do in her own relationship. There are people who are willing to fight for their relationships, and there are people like, you know, um, Bill and Jen on New Jersey, where Jen's like, "I want to go to therapy," except Bill doesn't want to. So how do you fight in that way if you can't if you haven't yet figured out how to honestly communicate? Like there are all different kinds of levels of this. I just think with Tom and Katie, it's unfortunate because we saw so many different points of them having a crisis and they're not the only couple to have experienced this. They're certainly, I don't think, the most toxic couple to have ever existed on VPR by a landslide. Oh, God, no. It's It would be Jackson, anybody he's with I mean, currently. Absolutely, yeah, that would be. <laughs> absolutely. And, and, and it's, just, it's unfortunate because I think that these are both people who deserve more. And I also don't know how on earth you absolutely navigate such a sensitive, difficult process on camera without your support. I just don't know how you do it. Man, 
Do you think, uh, do you think Jax will use this as an opportunity to cheat? Like, I got to take my bro out, Britt. Come on, Britt. I got, hey, I had to get him laid. I had to be there with him in the room. I had to, like, I was trying to think of, like, ways for him to either use this of, like, yo, I had to take my boy out. We both got shit canned. I have no clue what happened. I was just like, do you think Britney's nervous at all? Um, I don't know that Britney is any more nervous than she was at any other point in their relationship. But I do think that, like, once they <laughs> got married, and feel free to fact check me because I truly don't remember. I do think that they have sort of settled into a, a dynamic maybe that works for them. I think it's probably been to- tough because they were totally. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you totally, but what I think is also interesting about what you just said is that, uh, well, of what we see, yeah. we don't really get to see a lot anymore. We just get to see what they want us to see on Instagram, which I talked about on Monday is like, you know, we all, whether it be a Kardashian, whether it be Kanye, it's like, we all show you what we want to show you, you know, like I don't show, I mean, I, I make fun of myself a lot, but I don't show you me going through the worst times in my life. You know, like I don't show, like I, I, I try to be as open as I can, but the things that I'm really embarrassed, like I'm not showing my fucking thighs on Instagram, you know, like I'm not showing these things that. I could, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I think you're right. But as far as we know, which is what most people should be able to live, you know, we shouldn't, I shouldn't have to know about Jackson, Britney's relationship. That's why reality shows are such a mind fuck because, you know, we get such entertainment. We derive such entertainment out of this, but, but I guess, do we ever feel guilty for watching this? Do we ever feel guilt? I mean, do you ever feel guilt from watching anybody go through their worst moments of their I life? I that I feel guilt, but I felt uncomfortable before. If there's like very serious topics relating to domestic violence and we're in a very odd situation right now in New Jersey, just talking about rumors relating to that. But like obviously the Taylor stuff and what happened when Russell then um, died by suicide before the second season, before the se- whatever season it was had, had begun. Yeah. Before um, the second season. Yeah. I think that there have been incredibly tough situations and moments. I'm trying to think of others. I know there are so many more, unfortunately, but um, you know, where it's just kind of uncomfortable territory, but I also wonder through that, you know, to watch Taylor, talk about domestic violence in the way that she did and use her platform to raise awareness and the charity work that she did. And, um, you know, to see people come through like maybe the darkest moments of their life. Like we don't actually know that that's the darkest moment, but my guess is it absolutely was because it's just a devastating, terrible situation all around. Like there are moments where I just feel very uncomfortable it's like the voyeur aspect of it where i'm like ooh, i don't yeah, think yeah. anybody was expecting for this stuff to come up it's tough but also if housewives was you know started in many ways to show us the difficult reality sometimes that reality of people who seem to have it all sometimes that reality is just very 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 difficult and also it opens up the path to conversation for us to talk about these things that we wouldn't maybe otherwise. Yeah. Which I do want to do another plug for your show though, because that is what your show does beautifully is you guys talk about the heart. You talk about the hard stuff. I mean, you talk about the hard issues and you really kind of get into the psychology, a lot of these things that, you know, you bring it, you know, this is what we can derive, you know, this is what we can get from this. This is what we can learn from this. But last night, this news just kind of hit me hard just because of my past. And I was, then, then watch Jersey after it, and I got then even extra sensitive about Jersey, like because I, I was just like a puddle. I was just like a 
big puddle yesterday because I was thinking about those first couple weeks when you know you do the the separation or the divorce and how you're living on pure adrenaline and I was like I was just like now I think back three and a half years ago or however long it was and I'm like how did I get through that time like I remember just being up for 24 hours at a time going to work doing a full-time job and and I did it but I was like how did I do it and you're just like the human body isn't meant to go through those kind of stress and we all go through stress but like I just, I was like thinking about like, man, and then to have Instagram and all these people know on top of it, like Katie can't help but like read yeah. something or so, you know, like you're just like, I mean, the pioneer woman uh, from, uh, commented on Katie's uh, thing, but anyway, but then I go watch Jersey and we had had this beautiful conversation on your show about the guys and stuff. But then I was talking about the Jennifer and Bill situation, which now we're seeing Jennifer catch up to the fact that she was cheated on 10 years ago <laughs> and, and Bill and, but, but Bill, yeah. but Bill saying, I've always been, I've always been this person. I'm not able to show my emotions as good as some people can. You know, obviously he's saying that, you know, as good as you can, and he's never been like this. Is Bill responsible for changing his emotional makeup? Because now 10 years later, Jennifer would like him to show emotion, to throw down, to like, cause now I was wondering like, God, now I'm curious what that actual first conversation was when she found out in the first place. Was it just like, I'm done? Like he, was he just like, no, I'm sorry. We'll work through this. I'm sorry. Like, cause it doesn't seem like he ever pled and cried and begged or anything he responsible to change his emotional makeup now because she would like uh, a further reaction well, I mean, wouldn't he want to be a supportive partner to his spouse like the pressure seems to all be on her to convince him and that's a, a real big issue and also I, so I'm not a bachelor person because I'm just not it's just like a different lifestyle choice like I just I feel the way probably bachelor people who don't watch housewives people feel where it's like it's too late in the game to get into this other thing because I don't yeah exactly yes but I was watching somebody's Instagram stories of the finale it was so funny to me they were doing they were so funny that I was like oh my god I have to watch this finale even though I don't understand literally anything and I watched it and what was so interesting to me was it was you know, about these three women who were not competing for the love of this man, but like kind of competing for the love of this man, coming to terms with the fact that he did not treat any of them well. And there was a moment where you watch them go through it. You don't, they don't, they don't have the benefit of having the information that the audience has about what's really happening. And then there's the, after the final rose thing where they get to meet up with him and, um, Two of them specifically were so exceptional in communicating to him and holding him accountable and saying he did the whole, I'm sorry, and I didn't mean it. I really didn't mean it. My intention wasn't to be a dick. And their response was like repeatedly, there's no excuse for it. I should not be the collateral damage for you to try to figure out how to be a human person. And regardless the way that you treated me and my other, you know, lady looking for love person you know was oh that's what they that's what they call him on the show lady for looking for love person yeah Um, yeah exactly (laughs) and i just think about that in the context of jen and bill where it's like how much of the pressure of this is remains on jen like you talk about her the cultural pressure from the perspective of what she said that she even thinks her mom st- continues to feel of men are just men, but like, how do we, you know, I, I don't want to use the word like satisfy him, but like, how do you, whose fault is it that he, um, 
stepped out, like, and how much is, is Margaret to blame for discussing this thing where it's not really about the guy involved in this. And when it comes to communication, I mean, I think that people have the right, one of my favorite phrases on AG is normalize changing your mind based on new information. And Jen didn't allow herself or feel safe enough to process Bill's cheating before. Now she has. And with the benefit of new information, she wants to change the dynamics of their relationship. And she's every right to do that. And I feel like the responsibility to convince him is unfortunate. And maybe that has to deal with the ways that their relationship has ex existed up until this point. But like, he should want to care about the fact that his wife is in pain and their conversation has existed around the pillars of like, wow, Margaret sucks and she's to blame for this. But also your wife is telling you, you know, she's in pain. And and on top of that, when Bill says, I, I do not feel comfortable communicating in the ways that you might need, you do have to listen to that, too. Like. Not to say that that's the end of the conversation, but this is why therapy is great because you have a mediator in there who can help you translate what you're saying to each other in a space that feels safe. But and and we found out on the show that she that he that you know therapy was brought up initially, and he said if we do that, it's like opening Pandora's box, which I found just felt like if we do therapy, we're fully yeah. fucked. Like I thought that was such an interesting take on therapy, but also such a you know, a, a, a manly, you know, oh, I'm scared of my feelings kind of take on therapy. But it was so like, I was like, Jen, didn't that bother you? Like you, you thought like talking about your problems, he thought it would make it even worse yeah, he's if like, we talked about we can, it. If we're going to talk about my cheating, we can only literally talk about that. We can't talk about any of your other <laughs> yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah. We no, don't have yeah, time yeah, for that. Yeah, we don't want to grow to that point. And... <laughs> Off topic, but I'm also very worried about Bill's hair. You know, they'll cut to Bill and it'll like it'll look like Firestarter. It looks like there's I a wind machine it. happening for certain I'm aspects of his hair. I like and I'm just casual, like I'm like Damn. I like a casual Bill. And the thing is that he's like really worked himself into this corner by um uh, not being like uh, we like pump we pumped Bill up. Yeah. We pumped Bill up. We've said he's been, he's sexy all the sudden. Like, hey, I find Bill, we talked about this on your show about all of a sudden, like after Bill, that first season, we're like, he treats his wife like, I think Bill's sexy. We sexualized him immediately and he actually kind of liked it. Sexualizing Bill. I don't think we were talking about Bill. Sarah, <laughs> no. you, te you text me at all that times of the night sexualizing happened. Bill no Aiden. Are you kidding that. me? You'll be like, did you check out, did you check out what Bill's wearing um, tonight? Like the hot yeah, stuff. Yeah, that definitely happened. Um, yeah, I, I, with Bill, it's like, this is the thing is that, you know, Oh, he's kind of bashful and kind of quiet. And yeah, there's like the pressure on their spouses to deliver, obviously, as the actual cast members than, it, than there is on the guys. And there's less of a standard of like excellence in which to get some public support. But regardless of that, I mean, he's in a tricky position now because he has made it slightly awkward with his friend circle of all the husbands or husbands and plus Louis. And I know he likes that. I know he likes that oh, friend circle. Definitely. That that friend circle seems like it, it gave him something like he's like, I've, I, if watching it, it always felt like Bill had never had a guy definitely. circle before. And he was just like, they've included me. I will now get so hammered because they have included 100%. me in this. And also, I don't know that he's figured out what it means to support his wife versus holding her accountable. I don't think he's comfortable with 
he's definitely not comfortable with the latter and maybe he struggles a little bit with the former in terms of like what does support look like and it feels to me like the other guys excepting Louis because we just don't know him enough have a better understanding of the mechanics of doing the show number one and number two like IRL figuring out the ways to support their spouse and hold them accountable I just think that they are there's like a it's just a different it's a different kind of of relationship that we see otherwise and I think maybe that's also what's happening like some of this is getting a little confused to some of these couples because they maybe haven't experienced it if at all or in a while I found myself making excuses for Bill though um even just with the the emotional makeup thing I had asked you about of like, well, I was like, well, maybe he can't, maybe he can't get above a certain like heart rate. Maybe he can't well, get, you know, can. like he can't raise his, like some people, by the way, and that's very true that some people can't men and women. Uh, so I was like, maybe this is just something that really he cannot do. It's just not in him. And like, is he supposed to be screaming and yelling and crying and begging just because his wife, you know, like I said, like she wants that and she deserves that, but can he actually do that? That's the, the thing I kept questioning last night. It was like, does he act it out? Does he try to say, you know, is this what you want? Like, how do you get past this moment? You know? Yeah. And I also like, it's like, what's his love language? Like what's, and what is Jen looking for? Like, what is she really at the end of the day looking at him to do? Is it to be accountable for what happened? Um, you know, when he cheated on her, is it to be accountable for the fact that she's looking at him to be a partner and to support her, especially if she feels estranged from the majority of the cast and Teresa's not exactly like the number one best ally to have? Um, I don't I don't know that she's I think she's figuring it out now, but it's also because she hasn't processed it. It's like something that Margaret talked about on last week's after show is Margaret and I believe her was like, I really did not understand or know that Jen hadn't processed it. She's like, I only said this because it was so hypocritical and she and Dolores got into this conversation was like, I would never, I would have assumed that she would have processed this done therapy, done whatever. It never occurred to Margaret. I mean, I kind of would too. I, I, I I mean, honestly I'm watching and I totally believe Jennifer. I totally believe she's processing it right now. I think there's just part of me that's shocked because then it goes back to the conversation we had on yours of like, wait, like did Jennifer on purpose let this out or did she, did she really truly accidentally say this in the heat of the moment? Uh, You know, I get confused on this because it's like, if you kept this secret for 10 years, you knew why you kept this secret. You kept it from the show. I still am curious about that moment. Like, cause we talked about, I'm like, I don't think Margaret like pulled it out of her. Margaret's been trying to say shit for years now. Like, so what about this moment knowing that we're truly now see, like, I believe her. I believe she's now catching up to all of this stuff and, and going like, Bill, I'm not loving how you're handling this situation even 10 years later the whole thing is like a little murky for me because i just feel is jennifer is jennifer truly going through like a big change that that will she end up staying with bill in the long run like are we seeing like the first tear of something that's officially going to end at some point see that i know that she's talking about it we saw it in the mid-season trailer but i don't necessarily see their relationship being in the kind of like jeopardy of a separation of any kind. But I also, I know we talked about this on EG, but like I don't for a single second think any aspect of her 
acknowledging that his rumors of his affair were true had anything to do other than a woman carrying this baggage deep down in her body who decided in the moment to finally let it go. I don't think for a single second. I think if you asked a group of women, if you took a straw poll of 100 women, my guess is that the majority of them would probably lean closer to that than the idea that it was staged. I think if you listen to her when she says she didn't tell her family and you believe it, not for a show or anything. No, no, no. I meant I didn't mean that part was staged. No, oh, no, no. Okay. I didn't mean that part of was staged. I meant the initial, the initial yeah, no, admission I mean. with Margaret no, at the I mean. pool party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I thought no, you, no. I thought you meant no, the conversation no, no, with her no, no, brother. No. Where? I, the, no, yeah. Okay. I think that she talks about the fact she didn't tell anybody in her family. I don't think it's because she was saving it for the idea that like maybe she'd be on reality TV in a decade, or just the idea that now she's there and this is going to come up. I yeah, think yeah. it is a genuine physical reaction. I've been in that where there have been deep dark secrets in my life relating to trauma or whatever else and it comes out in the craziest of ways because and it's has happened where it was absolutely not planned and it was like a guttural reaction because sometimes it you can be triggered into saying something and releasing it and sometimes your body just has had enough and I think in that moment she was like fuck it like why am I holding on to this? Yes, and I'm going to do a sassy response. It wasn't the office manager; it was the pharmaceutical rep, or vice versa. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she and I don't get think it she straight. Was yeah, about what would happen after? I think in the moment she was like, "You're not going to own this over me. Like, I'm not going to allow you to say this thing and and win here. If you're gonna, if it's going to come up and it's going to be a thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna own the response, and that's kind of just what happened. And that and that's why I think I think Housewives is so amazing for that. Sometimes is that you kind of see that it does. For as many bad things that happen to these ladies because of being on these shows, I feel like sometimes it does deep down somewhere totally. give them the courage to actually stand into their power and their light, you know, of like, okay, now I can actually deal with this. And it's not about money. It's not about, but it's actually the confidence to be able to stand up for yourself or say, this is what happened. And I'm, I'm going to be okay uh, you know, no matter how the cards, uh, yeah, cards and there fall. Are women who join houses, houses who join housewives, whereas like Bethany said during the New York reunion, she's like, I had been told that Jules was joining housewives because she, it was like on the path to getting a divorce. And that is not an abnormal thing, especially for people who don't necessarily have a stream of income, whose partners, spouses, whomever are the driving force behind, you know, financial dependence like you're getting back yeah. your power by having your own career having a chance to be in the spotlight and making your own money and so the idea that so many of these relationships end in divorce when it comes to the housewives world is not the worst thing in the sense that like maybe yeah, some of yeah, these yeah, people yeah. always deep down wanted an out or wanted the ability to make a decision without feeling like their life, like the basic structure of their life was entirely at risk. And doing these kinds of jobs, like being a housewife, gave them that opportunity. And also open the door to a future where the focus is on them. You're the person telling your story. It's not about your husband. It's not about your partner. It's not about whomever who's in the spotlight or a celebrity or just really seemingly loaded. Like now the focus is on you. So you get to decide how you want to tell your story. You get to decide if you want to stay with this person or not, or continue doing that in whatever way. And Jen allegedly built her house to get on Housewives, that like weird by the highway 
Yeah, we tra- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, she tried to like, get it. Okay, yeah. well, we built a house. We built a mansion to get on this show. We built a house just to <laughs> I mean, tear it down. How deep like, is that, okay, huh? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You guys, now is the uh, time of the show, my favorite time of the show, where we highlight our sponsors for this week. And we got two great ones, two returning sponsors. Our first one is Seed. Now, Seed is a probiotic, folks, and I got to personally endorse this. It, uh... I, I can't say enough good things about this. First off, comes in this really cool packaging. It's like green. It's hefty. They also come with like a little pill bottle that you can take on the road. Um, it's just really exciting for that. Now, I also started taking probiotics because I needed them because my doctor recommended them when I was on the antibiotics for the staph infection. They're like, you need probiotics because it's going to tear your stomach up right and left. I don't need to get into that too much. But uh, I started taking these every day and I was taking them actually even before that. I've been on them for like a month and a half now. And it's just, I feel like I'm doing something great for myself. I just, I, I do. And it turns out everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong. Uh, so, uh, you know, probiotic tortilla chips, that I think that's too good to be true. <laughs> So, uh, good news is though, is that seeds daily symbiotic is the real deal, but remember not all probiotics are created equal. Now they have a thing that I've been taking called the daily symbiotic. It is a broad spectrum two in one probiotic plus prebiotic. It's a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. Now, it's proprietary engineered two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon, where it's going to do all of the work. Now, if you've taken a probiotic before, which you might have, um, and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently, and that's why I'd like to say that it works. Uh, so what does, da- uh, what does daily symbiotic do for you? 
It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, seed will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation. If uh, you know what I mean, this is a family show. But it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Um, This is a side note. Gut immune function is not boosting the immune system. It's about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells, if that makes sense. So many see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and ease bloating. I feel like, no, we can talk. We, you guys, we're closed. We can talk about bowel movements. It's fine. Um, uh, if you need, uh, if you need more information, this is all going to be up on the show notes as well. Um, but I want you guys to start a new healthy habit today. So visit seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad to redeem, get this 20% off your first month of seeds daily symbiotic That's seed.com. Say it with me forward slash so bad and use code so bad. And they didn't really highlight in this, like I told you, the packaging. The packaging's dope. Like it really, the bottle and the pill bottle it comes with, I love, I really dig it. Now this uh, Smart and Sass, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago as as well, uh, because it's like this subscription box service that gives you all of this cool stuff and it's kind of geared towards women, but I found some stuff even old Ryan uh, wanted. Uh, Annabelle DeSisto was in town and she took the... um, she that came with this like pocketbook purse she took and she took this um notepad it was like this really cool notepad with all of this stuff she took those off my hands which i was like i think she stole them i don't know when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy of course we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S dot com. But anyways, uh, we all know adulting is bullshit. It's an onslaught of, uh, you know, WTFs at least 20 times a day. Sometimes we just need a break from the day-to-day drab. Maybe a couple of cuss words, a middle finger or two, a few great laughs, maybe this podcast, whatever it takes to put adulting in timeout. You need smart ass and sass. The subscription box that will say everything you want to say so your mouth doesn't have to. <laughs> uh, Smartass and SaaS items, they're curated personally, uh, curated and personally tested by the Smartass and SaaS team, which by the way, what a, can you imagine seeing you're on the Smartass and SaaS team? I might just say I'm on that team because it's fun to say. So it's a group of really mouthy mofos who want you to get a good laugh in your day-to-day life. SNS partners with some of the best small businesses to bring you trendy and snarky items each month. I said this before. I think snarky gets looked down on. Now, I am a huge fan of snark. You got to have heart too, but I think snark, there is a great place for snark if you're an okay person. Um, like I said, the box that I got <laughs> was so great. 
I said this before, but it is true. Like I got this box in the mail and I thought somebody sent it to me and I was like, sweet. I had no idea it was a sponsor. So it was, I was like looking around. I was like, is this for me? And then I was kind of excited. I got excited because there was like a mini stapler in it and like kind of these cool paper clips that had funny things. It, it was like cool. And then I found out, <laughs> I, so it just shows you if you mail me something, I will gladly, I will gladly take that stuff. Um, each big box will include one SNS design t-shirt. Cool. Uh, it'll always have between seven to nine unique items. Very true. And it's valued at over $90. So how do we do this, Ryan? How do we get this for us, for a family member, for my daughter, for my niece, anything? You can do this by going to www.smartassandsass.com. That's S-M-A-R-T-A-S-S-A-N-D. SASS.com. Use code SOBAD for 10% off your first subscription order. And you can also follow SmartAss on Sa- SmartAss and SASS on social media for your daily dose of attitude. I always feel like I should snap. Like your daily dose of attitude. Anyways, folks, now is the time for the remainder of the show. Get in a look at the, at the foundation. And like, I don't know how this is going to end for them. My guess is that they stay together, but like, Maybe Bill's going to have a little bit of a taste now of the fact that his wife in their relationship is finding her well, voice. Yeah. Well, I thought I did. I found it funny because I even like tripped myself up where that first scene in Jersey last night was a continuation of last week with all the guys. And he goes in there and he's, you know, Evan's like, how dare her? She's trying to destroy some of us, you know, and Joey's like, it's not cool. It's not cool. And, and Bill in a very, he's like, I can't have you talk about her that way. Then I will have to go. And, I'm forgetting that, like, this had nothing to do with him cheating. This is like people, like, these guys aren't sitting there going, how dare you cheat on Jennifer 10 years ago? They're saying, how (laughs) dare your wife come at me? And then, like, you realize later that, like, I'm like, this is just bizarre. Like, Bill stood up for his wife in that situation, but he couldn't ultimately stand up for his wife with actually being um, faithful 10 years ago. He couldn't stand up for her in that way. And I, well, no, and I, I... I, I like Bill. I'm no, just saying, like, isn't it interesting it's that he could cut. do it there, but he couldn't he couldn't do it there. And there is this glimmer of hope for me, though, that maybe throughout all of this, I think of like Back to the Future, that movie where, you know, Michael J. Fox's parents, you know, these moments, if you actually deal with them, they can actually turn out to be a stronger couple. Like when, you know, Marty McFly comes back and he sees his parents are in love and all of this stuff. Like, hopefully that happens. I mean, historically we're told that it doesn't, but hopefully for them, it'll happen. Um, which leads us to, uh, the Louis of it all, Mr. Kool-Aid man. Um, they were celebrating their one year anniversary last night. Very exciting for all of us. Um, we talked a lot about Louis uh, that he presents very well that, you know, she said in last night's episode, she has never been loved like this, never been listened to, never been loved, never like he had a horrible sleazy Kenny oh G saxophone God, player so on this boat. And, Jesus Christ. and she, she goes, I told him I played sax in high school. And I was like, I played oboe in elementary school. If somebody <laughs> fucking brought that out. I would not be happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, are we like, like, are you sure he's listening to the right things? Like this poor saxophone guy that had to like get the, he, he made her this scroll, you guys. And it was like, he was like, I got 20, I have 20 reasons why I love you, why I love you. And he's like, you, I, and I, I lost it. At, like, I love your voice. Your voice is amazing. And I'm like, this guy is good. And she's sitting there and you can tell she, she 
it makes her heart feel so good. And my my question to you is that it, it, you know we've also heard that he's potentially allegedly a narcissist. Um, has has gone through a lot of women. I don't know. Like, are we we've seen nothing of him on this show that is. I mean, it's worrisome in one way, but not worrisome in like, a, you know, it's like, okay, he seems like he really is in love with her. Is this, though, what narcissists do? They they spend a year buttering you up? Is this, like, I don't know enough about the psychology of a narcissist to say, is this, because I was like, why would he do it on this big of a venue? Because he knows we would all know and then go kill him, like, or, or something like that. Why would he do this on a show if he didn't mean it? Or is that part of I narcissism mean, as well? I don't know when it comes to like Louis specifically and, and the idea of a narcissist, but like... No, no, but like, do you know about like narcissists in general? I, mean, like, I, I think the point of it is to do it on the show because I think it's the... When you talk about like performative love or love bombing, the greatest example of it, I would think is to do it in front of a camera crew. Like, so everyone can see how much you love this person. Or, so, or with a scroll, with or a with scroll. a scroll. A scroll, a scroll you is a definitely a love bombing. And you're... Girlfriend, soon to be fiance, is the star. The cap, the captain wore his nice shorts I last mean, night. Like it was, they had a chef. It was, it was like really weird below deck vibes, and it was like a dreary day. It was like a dreary uh, afternoon that they shot this on. So it was like all around, just kind of, I don't know. Like I don't get a good feeling from any of this, even though Teresa genuinely looks happy. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. Like she genuinely right, looks. Right, and she's thrilled. also told us so many times how happy she is. She told her kids how happy she is, and it's yeah, it's great yeah, that yeah. her daughters can see her in a place where she feels happy. But I don't know how. I think she's fighting to retain a sense of security that will maybe never exist when you're on a show like Housewives. Because the idea of like relationship security, I would think, is maybe possibly always at risk. Because like the, fo- like the idea of like we can't gossip. It's well, you every season has been about gossip and talking about somebody's relationship. Yeah, and God yeah. forbid it's now your time. Even though it was your time for several seasons, and you told us during that time how happy you were. You went on like Us magazine or whatever it was, and like did a a vow yeah, renewal. Yeah. Like you, all of these things, and we're having another kid. Like. There are all of these indicators from her past of her trying to tell us, show us how happy she was. It just so happens that right now, I think a lot of us believe it. But for me, like the cringiest point of the episode, which again, I just watched the um, the after show. So they referenced that there too, like the disbelief from all the guys, including I want to say like Frank, but like a couple of the guys uh, it had to have been Frank because Frank was talking to Bill and Bill was like a deer in headlights. Like, oh, my God, please don't say anything bad about Teresa. I'm going to get in so much trouble. But um, w- the Louis conversation of like, listen, this person, you know, these women, they're bad people. They just want fame and attention by talking about these things. Many years before I ever dated Teresa, they wanted to talk about these things. And one of them threatened to what was it? Stab with a cleaver. One of them threatened one of her old boyfriends with, her with a cleave with a meat and then cleaver. The response is like, "Wow, you broke up with her, right?" No, I didn't. He goes, "What no. does that?" He goes, "He goes, he goes, he goes." It was just a rumor. Like, and I was like, "Wait a sec, is it? Did it happen or not?" Like, it was the weirdest excuse. And I always find it's like so interesting, whether it be the Salt Lake reunion or this, is like how little people push back on anything. Yeah. It's like, well, a meat a meat cleaver was involved. I guess that he why how weird would it be to bring up a meat cleaver? I guess is she was a meat cleaver killer. Like it was so weird, and all the guys were like, well, okay. and Joey does is like, I'm just telling you, you know, you make her happy, but I I got my eye on you. Let's do another shot, buddy. 
You're the great guy. Let's to Louie. And they all cheers to Louie after. I mean, but how much of their responsibility is it? Joe's in a really tricky position with his sister. These guys are essentially making this possibly odd dynamic work because they know the history of their time on Housewives and their role on the show is to go to drinks and get trashed and like, you know, poke at each other and joke. And the women are hearing these stories and trying to figure out how to discuss it, knowing that Teresa is going to lose her shit the second any of it is brought up. Like even in the conversation that she had with G on her dressing room before the boat date, when she was talking about like, did I screw this up in my head when I was watching? I thought she said something about like, Gia, how do you do? You, how do you like him? Yada yada yada. The rumors. Yeah. And I thought to myself, wait a second, because last week or the week before, you were talking about how you hadn't seen the video, Gia hadn't seen the video. None of you guys know about this, and none of it matters, which always seemed to be a very specific choice. But now I'm thinking, like, wait. Are we now acknowledging that your children knew about the rumors and maybe felt a certain way about them? Because that's both a step forward and a real left turn that I don't think we'll ever go back to again. That scene with the daughters in her bathroom, which, by the way, also, does your bathroom look like that with that much makeup on that uh, Teresa's little um, de- makeup stand? I'm recording right now in my clothes where my, my dress is in shoes oh. and makeup is stored and beautifully arranged. That makeup yeah. thing was wild. But the two daughters go in, Gia and then, is it Gabriella? Yeah, um, the two, and 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 they both, you know, she's like, did you check out Instagram? You know what today is? And they're like, you're your you're your anniversary to Louie. I love him so much. And they're like, we know, mom. And it was, there was this, maybe I'm reading way too in it, into it, but Gia was like, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. You're happy. Um, you really and she was like saying facts, like not her opinion. She was saying, right. you love him very much, obviously. And even and then Teresa says this really beautiful, sad, but also scared me thing of like, you know. I I prayed to know I prayed to my parents to give me somebody and they gave me him that that week and I was like no 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 because I wanted I I I just don't believe this guy yet so I yes. I I just hated that her parents were brought into this and that she she goes you got to try it you guys if you ever want something pray to mm-hmm. your grandparents you know and I was just like no but by the way I did pray last night to no no <laughs> and like oh I was like let me have a successful podcast yeah. let me have, you know yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I pay my bills. It'd be amazing. But like, it really made me sad because you know how deeply Teresa really is in love with this guy. And I just hope it's all on the up and up. But the daughters seems like they accepted it, but they don't seem thrilled. I'm not, they don't I seem think thrilled. They're genuinely fine if their mom is fine. But I just look at Teresa and I'm like, okay, you guys are going through it right now. You're pushing real hard. You went on Watch What Happens and said that you're getting married this summer, which I thought was a real choice. Um, what What is going to happen if this maybe goes a little bit in a direction that Teresa is not anticipating it to go in. Is she in a position herself genuinely, a genuine question, where she would acknowledge that? Like, this is where people get concerned about her not having a prenup, but it it's not just the money aspect of it. It's like, have we really thought to ourselves, understanding he's the best thing that's ever happened to you, you couldn't be more in love, he loves you, yada, yada. 
totally get it. Love it. Love it for you. You do you. But like, what if this doesn't, will you acknowledge warning signs if you see them? Because you get very angry when other people bring them up. Even if they have the best intentions, you know in your heart that they have the worst because you feel like you have to fight for your happy ending. What if at a certain point the happiness sours? Like, is she have we all assume that she's learned a lot because of what she's experienced with Joe and going to camp and everything. And it's possible she has. It's possible she's matured. She's but like when it comes to this stuff, the like you don't have to tell us how great it is if it's really not. Do we think that she has the capacity to acknowledge it, let alone do something else. Like we're talking about Jen and an affair stuff, but like Teresa finds herself self in relationships where it it can get real dark. And and the Louis, this is such a small moment. And like apologies to people who are Team Tree and Louis. And I really do want her to find happiness. She deserves it. But like there, it's this is the stupidest little thing. But like I watched him get out of the, the like SUV or whatever when he got to the bar to meet the guys, and he looked like he had a glow about him when like the cameras were on him. It's just on him getting out of the car, and I got real nervous. I just in that moment I was like, you know, you want your partner to be supportive of what you're doing, but there he's he's enjoying this too much. More than the other guys. Oh, watching him with the guys. Too much. You know, immediately go in there. Hey, I'll take two shots. Two shots. I want two shots immediately. And he like, uh, like he was, it was almost like he had uh, studied how to behave around men and he was trying to do that, you know? And, 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 and uh, we talked about this on your show too, of like, I think it's Tiki Barber's job to mm. take down Louie. I think he's to make up for past sins uh, because Tiki's, a good job. I don't know, it's Tiki's fascinating. Doing a good job. He's doing a good job, but Tiki's own past, like, it's just hysterical to me that, like, Tiki's had the past he has, and I think now he's seen that it's probably going to be brought up at some point. If his wife, Tracy, is considered successful on this show, there's no way to avoid it. Um, uh, the other thing is the the thing that you had mentioned earlier about Frank Catania's seniors line of, like, the girls do the drama, we do the fun. And I'm like, the girls do the drama because you're cheating asses. You all, <laughs> like, Frank point. Sr., you cheated That's on Dolores. You cheated on Dolores. Point. And now you're able, but now you're, really now you're able to be the guy that we all know and love. But you fucking, like, you fucked around on Dolores while she was pregnant. Uh-huh. And you're like, the girls are the drama. I'm a nice guy. That's, you know, Ryan, it's the Schwartz thing really, we were talking about earlier. Really, really good point. And um, I do also, wait, what did you say right before that? Now I'm lost because I'm like in such agreement with you. Oh, it was uh, oh, yeah, uh, Tiki, Tiki Barber. And then be different because I think Tiki has, without knowing a lot about him, because we've seen little snippets of him within the context of Housewives, I think he actually was humbled by what happened, by how his career was affected. And I don't think he has any choice but to acknowledge it, which is different from the Louis stuff in the sense that Louis is trying to rewrite history. I think Tiki knows that we're all aware of the history, and I don't think that he would shy away from it. I think that so much time has gone by. He's in a seemingly very successful marriage right now. They have kids together. You know, hopefully he's in a solid co-parenting situation with his ex. I have no idea, to be honest. But, like, 
the Louis stuff is different in the sense that Louis, like what you saw happen on that video did not happen. And I'm going to write a narrative and speak a narrative that has yeah. absolutely no place in the reality that has been evidenced by court documents and anything else. But I'm just going to say it. I feel like that's a little different than the Tiki stuff. And also Tiki has the benefit of already being a celeb. So like he kind of understands how this works. And what a uh, you're not going to find a smoother head out there. That guy's head is so like I was staring at his head. I was like, it is so smooth. I was like, this guy has a smooth head that has mm. neither here nor there. But you're right. Louis had the worst luck known to man. If you know, were to believe him, he's like, up until now, I've had the worst picker. Like I have picked the worst women in America up until now. Um, I know we're winding down here, but I do. I would be remiss if I didn't get your thoughts since we had talked about on your show of the we're done with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We are done. How worried are we for Coach's rectum? Um, what were your thoughts overall? Um, I, I just, you obviously have watched the uh, finale. What are your thoughts ending this season? You know what's so interesting to me when it comes to like the bleeding issue, the gastrointestinal or whatever it, stuff it is? Yeah. Very specific. That, that would seem to be very easily proven or disproven. And knowing what we know about how this happened in Beverly Hills and it's happening in Salt Lake, where I think I, this could be completely wrong, so I apologize. But like, I think that they've requested um, uh, footage, I think. That footage has been requested. Yes, they did actually, and 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 Bravo has Bravo has turned over unaired footage of, uh, of the show. I wonder how that will affect them, and also noting that, like in some of Jen's criminal defense documents or strategy or narrative, she's discussed the fact, that, like, listen, we never had this much money, and I'm on a show where it looks like we have more money than we have, but it's all performative. And then we go in the reunion and are on camera talking about the fact that all the money was real. And it's because she had a career for 20 years and she didn't buy the stuff overnight. My wife has had a career. And, and wonder, yeah, like some of this stuff is in such contradiction that I wonder how. And there's no and pushback there's no pushback because there's no way for any of these people to know. I just wonder how this is going to work for her because everyone is watching like. The, the doctor stuff, I just think that's so easy to prove or disprove that someone is going to find out. So, like, why would they lie about that? I, I don't think that Coach, who himself is an attorney, would put himself in a position. But also, this is a real bad position to be in to begin with. So, like, I have no idea. I just think it's, like, concerning. But how interesting – how interesting – I mean, like, she really did seem – cool as a cucumber you could have thrown yeah. anything at her during this reunion and it looks like she was ready to handle all of it there was never an erica moment there was never a you know look at me look at my life uh, you know there was never a close-up of her like you yeah, know there was anger she was able yeah. to like how dare you i mean she sh i mean this is jen shaw's show now like she fully owns this show for better or worse i think it's for worse because i'm like she's made me disrespect like i i'm like the heather gay stuff to me now is like whoa like there is so there's a dark relationship there that i mean talk about like needing somebody's approval it really saddens me but we are in the jen shaw show but we already even know from the the footage where you know she got the call supposedly about coach's rectal bleeding and she says on the phone on 
camera. Oh. Okay, so I should um, I should go home. But on the reunion, she right. said I I went to the hospital. I was told I need to go to the hospital. And we we even have so these these little things that even the show can prove immediately. And none of she's not called on any of it. So. I find it like, why are we going to do another season of this same shit? Like, I mean, no offense. Like, I'm now fat. I cannot wait to hear Jen Shaw's um, uh, argument. I can't wait to hear her defense. And I think they previewed a little bit of it by her saying like, or Whitney saying like, well, maybe she de- maybe she doesn't know that those things are wrong. You know, like that seemed like could possibly be it. But I don't know. Like, I walked away from the... F- feeling like like uh, like chorus line voice I felt nothing you know uh, I don't know and the thing is like okay so filming obviously already started for season three and her already started yeah was supposed to be March 22nd now it's pushed to July and who knows if July will actually stand where will they be in filming season three or season four when the trial starts because how is this what are we I don't know what the production narrative strategy is for season three since the trial just changed. I would think that they would have had a lot of their ducks in a row that are suddenly, you know, they're trying to figure out what to, what that means for like, you know, current storylines. But I don't know, man, I I don't, I don't know how this is going to go for her. And they're obviously, it's a real tough situation because I think she thinks she's in it. But they had everything going for him. This show had everything going for it. And but am, am I am I in the minority here thinking that like it just like this is a mess of a show and not I mean, in I a think great this way? It was kind of odd in the sense that nobody was asking why Jen had been arrested. Everyone was asking at what time of day Meredith's dad died. So like I don't know. I don't but also like the show what the show was meant for success, but it was meant for success because they cast specific people who were cast on a show because they were specific personalities. And it turns out that maybe some of those personalities were very successful, not only at getting cast on Housewives, but like maybe at doing some crime. So I don't know. Maybe this was inevitably going to happen when you cast certain personalities who are throwing burning money like there's no tomorrow and then uh, seem to be saying that this is all normal. Like there is a connection here between the ways that Jen performs Housewives and maybe allegedly the ways that she performed doing not so great jobs. And we're in the decade of the scammer now. I mean, like the dropout, oh, uh, so huge good. on on Hulu. So I love I, this past week. The fourth really episode good. is just so, so damn good, good with oh Alan Rock. Like, oh, oh my god, I'm wasn't he great? Wasn't it great? To like, I'm like, are you kidding? Me? I watched that. I watched the. It, every he's day. just yeah. so you know. Alan Alan Rock came into oh. my acting class like years ago. Like this was before wow. Succession. And it was like during a, a SAG strike, I remember a Screen Actors Guild, and he talked about how like some some year, like some months he wasn't able to put food on the table. And I was like, this is fucking Alan Ruck. This is Ferris Bueller's Spin Alan City. Ruck. And like he, you know, like so many, and so he's like, so it's, you know, and I was just like, so I love, he was such a good man that night. Like not, I don't know him personally other than that, but like, it's so exciting to watch like, cause you're like, everybody Everybody can be such brilliant actors and we will never even know it, you know? And it's so nice that when a person does get recognized where you're like, good for him, man. Like it, it can happen at any age for any of us, you know, for any girl do, and not even just in acting, but in life. Like I just got so thrilled watching him on the dropout. Cause I'm like, it's not even just succession. This dude's just Honestly, a good actor. I also was very nervous for the dropout because I don't know why I like hold something against Hulu, even though they have prestige scripted content, including, um, 
What the fuck with the Michael Keaton movie about? Which oh, Drop Sick. Which D- dope Sick. Dope Sick. Incredible and absolutely wrenching and heartbreaking. Could never watch again. But after the Anna Delvey shenanigans on Netflix, I was like, well, if this is going to be this Fakakta, there's no way the dropout's going to be good. And the second the dropout started, I was like, oh, thank God. We <laughs> needed this. Yeah, needed you know, it, but, it, but I was talking about so this on good. Monday. It's like you yeah, can tell immediately. Awful. Like, you can tell immediately. You're like, oh, this works. This doesn't yeah. work. This works. This doesn't work. And I got to that fourth episode of, uh, and I was like, "This is oh, really yeah. good. Like, this is be this is like, and and what a performance she's giving. Yeah, like, and I, I just somebody had commented on social. I, I I forget who it was, and was like, "Oh, this is off because her voice isn't as low." And I messaged them and was like, "Wait, wait, wait! But you need to like take a moment because what's happening here is this person reading as much as I have about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes, like." The voice didn't. It, it deepened, it deepened over, time. over the what years. We're watching is a very specific yep. choice that aligns with the reality of what was happening, which we are seeing take place on the show. I think Amanda Seyfried. I don't actually know how to pronounce her name. Seyfried. Seyfried. Yeah. I saw her in an off-Broadway play with Thomas Sadowski a couple years ago, which is like. Who's who's her her dude? They have a kid together. Yeah. During the run of that show, you could tell. Oh no. Sparks were but um, uh, yeah, I think she's just doing such an incredible job, and it's a it's a great. If you guys, if anybody's looking for great scripted content, and I'm a TV is my love language. I love uh, nearly all TV. I am constantly watching TV. I I wish that extended to movies. It really TV is just honestly my my sweet spot, and I I really think it's they're doing a great it just, job. They're doing a it's great so job. great lately. It's so. Good. Dip 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 dip. That's my Elizabeth Holmes voice. <laughs> dip 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 dip. Do 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 dip dip. Um. Okay. So I do finally. We've come back full circle. Now you have a show. You've done this. Is going to be your second live show. The first one sell out. Awesome. Second one. This will be your three hundredth episode. Now I know we had a kind of a deeper conversation, and we have a lot of deep conversations on your show. What can we expect out of the I mean, live listen, show? Listen, up three hundred and uh, second time live, as you said. And um, AG is all about the psychology behind the housewives. So it's really. Um, uh, comparable to our discussion tonight, it's going to be a deep dive and a where are we now, state of the union, housewife style. And it's an opportunity for people who are bravoholics to come and hear this very kind of like constructive, specific lens, deep discourse about housewives. And you can come with a friend or come solo and know that you are surrounded in a space of people who believe in the power and yep. the value That's of it. housewives. You don't. You could start a you conversation start with having, anybody you there. Have a conversation with the audience members during the show. There's a Q&A. There's like a lot of opportunity. And the the number one thing that I like to talk about on AG is like, let's remove the idea of a guilty pleasure from the equation. It's okay to find pleasure and value and conversation in shows like Housewives, in the universe of Housewives. So Andy's Girls is an ex- extension and an expansion of that. And so the live show, which may include a couple special guests, um, is definitely an opportunity to go to a live event and know that you are welcome and amongst friends, including people that... Is it true Andy Cohen's going to be there? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just hearing things. That's all I... I just, I'm hearing that. I just want to make... I didn't know if you could confirm or deny. Um, 
Well, no, you but you do definitely have Evan Ross yeah. Katz, who is huge. Is he an? I don't know him. Is so he a nice great. guy? Is he's he been personally on a nice guy? Since the beginning, um, and mm-hmm. in the last year or two, has really uh, taken off in a really well deserved way. He just wrote his first book. Yeah, he's a, bu- a book yep. on Buffy, uh, yep. Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer. Yeah, came out this week, um, and is going to be a huge success. And has written cover stories for New York Magazine, and is an incredibly accomplished podcaster in his own right with Shut Up Evan and um, is fantastic. I call him the Doris Kearns Goodwin of Bravo for a reason because the ways that he communicates and his perspective on Housewives is absolutely singular and um, and so it's always great to have him on the show and it'll be great to get his perspective live because you never know what, what direction we'll kind of go in. Would would you absolutely. say I'm singular? Singular, absolutely. Am I dubular? Am I, what, what would you say? Like, quad, uh, I'm, am I in the tens? Am I in the tens? But I do want to, I do want to talk to the audience out there though. What she said that actually means something to me is the aspect of you are around family. You are around friends when you get to do this. And this is what's so cool about living in a time where, you know, not only podcasts, but we're now starting to get live podcasts. We're all starting to get like, where it's like, those are you know, building this community has been, or being a part of this community has been one of the greatest joys mm-hmm. of my life. And I think probably, I don't want to speak for you as well, but like, I never, I never really? thought this, like, I never thought I would get along with so many people and you're going to meet funny yeah, people. No, 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 no totally but agree. no, you know, like, it's like everybody that you meet at these things are like smart, funny. You're like, well, these are all podcast competitors eventually. Cause everybody in the audience is going to have a podcast cause they're so damn smart and funny, but this is the place to be. It's a Sunday night. Succession Saturday is no night, longer on. Saturday Salt Lake night. City is no longer on. Oh, sorry. Saturday. Never mind. Game over the Oscars. Saturday night's going to be a Game tough one for Oscars. me. Uh, Saturday, Saturday night. So sorry. Sat- uh-huh. Saturday night's even better. So you can go out, party, have a couple drinks, and you have all Sunday to recover. And you'll be like, didn't I have such a great time going out on Saturday night, even though I usually don't? So please buy a ticket. Buy it beforehand because you get a $5 off uh, thing and you don't have to worry about that whole last minute thing where mm-hmm. things get sold out as they do as you get closer to. Um, and and I, I wish I lived in New York so I could I could be there because this would be so right Fly up my alley. Fly over on Dubrow's jet. You know so many people. I think you should make this happen. Well, me and Terry are going to oh, Mastro's that night. Um, you know, so we are. To get. We, I hear you. I understand. Yeah. I'm actually hanging out with Ryan and Dr. Jen and her cement leg. And we're going to, uh, we're just going to chill and pet her dog. Think we'll ever understand. I'm still confused about, I know it's like a joke, but like what it was Ryan. Right. And then he changed it to Ryan. Yeah, it was Ryan. And then he, um, you know, past his teen years, decided he wanted to change his name to Ryan. And well, but, and I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm sure Madonna, there was a time that Madonna changed her name to Madonna. I mean, like, I'm going to not, I'm going to go without the last name. So, and I, but just to, for, for Dr. Jen to take that seriously though, cause she's always knowing that she's going to have to answer that for people for the rest of her life, potentially of like, the funny thing about my husband is he did this past puberty, you know? It's just, I want to know why. I just want to know why. Well, like what would be a good wait? What would be a reason that would be like, oh, that actually totally makes sense. Would there be a reason for that that could actually I mean, make I sense think it for would you? Be something along the lines of like, I want to feel special. Like, I don't feel like my name is special. But then I would counter and be like, then be special. Like, but also, if you want to change your name, you'd be like, you'd be like, look, look at, look at me, Ryan. Look at me. Look at me. I love you. 
Yeah. Would you would you Absolutely. graze his cheek? I would do a little snuggle. Uh, I would do a little cuddle time. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're on if if Sarah's <laughs> on a date with a guy like that's Ryan, definitely gonna happen. And 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 Take and off it's your shirt. Let's well, I mean, like, drink. what would you? What, <laughs> you sir, why are you? <laughs> Where this, are your this shoes? This is an Arby's, sir. Like, why are you shirtless? No, sh- yeah. <laughs> what is it, no shoes, no shirt. Like, let's get down to business. Like, no, no, no service. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna, I don't think Ryan, Ryan and I. Would Ryan match. never gets service. Yeah, either of us. And you, but by the way, you're like me. You like Orange really County this it. season. I really, I'm, I'm excited to watch it tonight yeah. after I talk to you. It, uh, I, I really, really dig it. Um, is there anything else that we need to know? Uh, what is the future hold for, for, uh, Andy's girls, uh, besides the live shows? I know you don't particularly know, but what's the <laughs> dream? What do you, no, like I'm not, I'm not joking. I, what's the I dream? Like, what are we, I we gotta, yeah, we gotta put big, um, big swings. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, Yes, a movie, a movie. Um, and, Andy's and girls and I'll movie. Have a, I'll have a, a series a show called Andy's Women, and um, I don't know. I, I I'm trying to figure all that out now. See, I think you have such a strong, clear vision that you're not telling me. I feel you have a vision board somewhere in this office Clophis, that I'm looking at you. with Clophis. everything Clophis. on it. Let's not, for, let's not sorry, Clophis, your Clophis. Yes, thank you. A closet office. Yes, thank it looks you. beautiful. You guys so you get to see. Oh, I would turn my computer. Oh, um, shoes, shoes everywhere. Um, whoa. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I it's like uh, there's the idea of like visualizing and putting words to it, and then the idea of like putting the words to yourself first. You know. Do you ever, do you ever, like sometimes I'll get really depressed or something like that. Like, do you ever like think about stopping? Totally. You're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. All the time. Yeah. I'm yeah okay. Okay. I, I, was like, I was like, good, good, good. I've gotten death threats. I've gotten doxxed because of people disagreeing about literally the dumbest, like Potomac. Oh, I know. Isn't it fascinating? Constantly. People, people who are. So <laughs> the Candace Monique stuff I was the darkest never, summer of my life. <laughs> I will never call that. There's only forward, only forward. But, um, yeah, the people who are very upset at me for using for using my voice and God forbid disagreeing. Like we've come to such a place where like if you genuinely just just someone left a one star review because they were like, I really hated that you supported Gia. And I'm like, what is that? Why am I doing this? I Why do I do this? Wait, it's free content. Just don't do it. Why do you punish people when you disagree well, it's like, with them? We're not. We're not. Well, because then it's obvious too that you're like, I'm like, when you read some of these and you're like, oh, well, obviously people you hate me. Like, hate why are you? Why would you even like? But why would you even know. do that to yourself? Why would you? So yeah, in weird. today's day and age, where there's literally a podcast literally for everyone. every person, like every, like you, like you know. That's what I just, I'll never understand. And I guess I don't think the audience ever understands what I'm talking about it too, because you don't understand until you do it that you're like, it is so easy to not listen. Like, and there's something right around the corner that's going to be so fun for you. And so your jam that why would you stop and leave a bad review for anybody? Unless you're like, I I understand when like people chew and that bothers people. Or I understand, I understand like technical reviews or you know, like, but sometimes stop, it stop really, it, Just stop listening. I, uh, yeah, it boggles it's the, me. Yeah. It's the punitive critique of, I don't agree with you, so I need to punish you. And for podcasting, because it is kind of a new world, those those reviews mean something. So this is like a, you know, guys, if you're listening to this conversation, or honestly, even if, and you love it, even if you don't, leave Ryan, Ryan, a five-star review right now on Apple Pods, because it's the single best way to support a podcast. And leave Sarah a five-star 
you know, on it's Apple so Pods. depressing. And I spend hours and hours and hours a week, which I know you do too, booking people, editing, recording, prepping. And there is nothing worse then I don't look for anything, but when I get like a, a charting alert, you get deflated. It it's so delicious. It, yeah. Wait, you you have charting well, alerts? Chartable, it tells you where you're ranking, what? like everywhere in the world. Oh. And, um, and yeah, I never do. You know what? I get those and I just put them immediately into the chartable folder for like my older <laughs> self when I can look at them. I, I never hate, look at I them. Hate getting no, honestly, it. I Sandra who books this show, she'll tell me like, "Oh, you charted well this week." But like other than that, I have no clue where I'm at usually because I know that will well, mess with my mind that, so like, much. Because I'm an indie like I don't have it's entirely self-produced. So like I have no choice, unfortunately, but to see these things noting that it can very well be very like genuinely anxiety inducing and it includes reviews. So there's sometimes no way to avoid it, even though I absolutely don't Google myself or go to any sites or anything. Cause I know there is no way I'm going to come out of that <laughs> feeling okay. But like it is wild that cause it's something that people who are podcasters understand it's also something that like I would never think that if I listened to an episode and didn't like it that I would want to make that person feel bad or punish them in some way and yet that's the world that we live in. it's unfortunate but like it also is what it is it well, shows that you're yeah. doing something right if someone is having that kind of um reaction it actually does show that you're onto something I think or at least that's what I tell myself so yeah. I don't even tell people to. to well, I just I just don't want I just don't want my I don't want my tombstone to have like stars. I don't want my tombstone to have three point two stars on it. You know, right here lies Ryan three point two stars. Stop breathing so heavy. <laughs> well, I think you did stop breathing so heavy because it's on your tombstone. <laughs> two stars. Listen to me too much. Breathe heavier. Yeah. Um, so there we are. Oh uh, uh, well, this is always a delight. Um, uh, we'll, I'm sure be on each other's shows for the rest of time and hopefully you'll be in LA and we'll be yes. able to do something very soon. But you guys, you know what to do. You go support, support this show because the other thing too, is that like, if Sarah's doing this and she's successful as she was with her last show, she can keep yeah. doing this. And then people like me can do this because then they think, okay, mm -hmm. I'm crazy enough. We're all try it now, you know? So go, go support. This is very exciting. And, um, yeah, that's it. Um, I'm going to keep bugging you guys about going to the show until the show, which is next Saturday. Once again, uh, the stuff will be in the description at the beginning of the show. And I'll put it at the end of the show as well. And on the show description, uh, that's anything I'm it, forgetting. Ryan, you're the best. Thank you so much for having me. We always have like a very intense conversation. We always do. But fun, fun. but fun a conversation little too. Little yeah. No, and you guys, if you're just like, if for some reason you're new to the show, go listen to the one I just did that she released on Sunday, uh, episode 295. And it's really, really good. Like I was, I, I thought it was really, I, I, I got so jazzed Yay. after that. Um, okay. I will talk to you next Done. time. Bye guys. Batches.